Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is April 9th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Raise a Hallelujah. Death is Defeated, the King is Alive by Jonathan and Melissa Helzer. They are of Bethel Music. Today's message is titled he is risen indeed. Today we're going to look at scripture from, we're going to read from scripture from the book of Matthew, chapter 27, beginning at uh, verse 57, and we'll finish out chapter 28 as well on Jesus is risen. I'm going to incorporate let's see uh, mark fifteen forty two luke twenty three fifty four john nineteen fourteen and nineteen thirty one into this message as well i've written down some other scriptures as well i don't know if i will be reading them but i wrote down acts chapter two verse thirty two chapter 4 verse 33 and from 1st Corinthians 15 verses 12 through 23 and 2nd Corinthians 1 9 and 4 14 now I don't know if I'll get to all of those such an important day today why because the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead the power of the God we serve. He resurrected on the third day. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you tuned into the message that I did on Palm Sunday, we talked about how Jesus rode in on a donkey and the people laid down their coats and their and, uh, palm tree branches to usher in their king and then he of course this is the the time has come where he is going to be arrested and crucified buried and resurrect resurrection sunday will then be done so we talked about that his arrest and all of that and the Last Supper where he tells his apostles that they need to go and prepare the Passover and then they had the meal which would have been on a Thursday evening they ate the Passover meal and I mentioned in the last podcast message that Jesus had to wait he kept saying it's not his time it's not his time my time has not yet come because he was waiting for Holy Week. And so they eat the Passover meal together. He breaks the bread and he tells them, this is, the, the, this is my body which will be given for you. And this is the blood of the new covenant. And then he talks about all of this, that he is, he is telling them that he is going to be the lamb of god that's going to be sacrificed 
And that evening he goes off to pray and then he gets arrested. And then this all takes place in the early morning of Friday. And then he ultimately gets hung on the cross, nailed to the cross. Gruesome, gruesome death. And I had mentioned in the last message too, I recommended to watch the uh, the movie that Mel Gibson did, The Passion of the Christ. And I actually caught the last part of the movie a couple of days ago. And I hadn't watched it for a while. But boy, they kind of really did go off track in a few areas there. I mean, they really did depict Jesus as he must have looked after all those lashes and beatings and how they spat on him. And they just, ah. Oh. <sighs> sad to see it but the Lord did go through all of that but at the end when he raises himself from the dead he's sitting there on the table and then he gets up to walk out of the room and for whatever reason Mel Gibson shows the Lord and Savior's backside his butt cheek the act of the actor of course and i thought that was so disrespectful i was like why did you why did you include that mel <laughs> you know i doubt that our lord walked out of there naked and Anyway, it ruined the movie for me, I, and so I was a little. Re I was regretful that I had recommended that movie to you for you guys to watch. I just don't know why he did that. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the movie. I mean, he, the, Mel Gibson, clearly showed what our Lord went through. And anyway, I no longer recommend the movie <laughs> just because of that. So anyway, Jesus has the apostles prepare the, the Passover meal. They eat it together. He ushers in the new covenant that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. It's, it's nobody else that has ever thought of anything else. You have to be you have to be somebody that believes in the Son of God in order to be saved. Your nationality isn't going to save you. Your good deeds is not going to save you. We have to be good, but we have to believe in the Son of God, and we have to repent. So then that, that early Friday morning, or that Friday, early Friday morning, he's arrested. Judas betrays him for 30 pieces of silver. And then he dies on that cross. He says, it is finished. And now we're going to talk about the burial and the resurrection. And I'm also going to include the Great Commission, which is what we need to be doing every single day. Speaking of the Lord Jesus, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
and bringing people into the kingdom, helping people to go from death to life, for leaving their old life behind, being born again into this new covenant in believing in Jesus Christ. So let's get started if you want to grab your Bibles. Again, I have my New American Standard Bible, and we are on Matthew chapter 27, and we will begin at verse 57. It may be a little noisier today. Uh, you might hear doors opening, things like that. Me lifting my Bible as I'm doing right now because I'm kind of in a dark room. So I apologize ahead of time for any noise distractions. But I'm going to continue on. I'm not going to let that hinder the message of this very important day. Because guys, Jesus Christ defeated death. He defeated death. And he showed us. He showed us right before he was right before he went into Jerusalem he Lazarus had died remember Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus had died and he'd been dead for four days and Jesus showed his power in being able to raise a human being from the dead and they had all saw that to show the power of God. To show the power of God that yes, he could raise somebody from the dead and he was indeed going to raise himself from the dead. And he did it. He is alive. We serve a living God. A living God. He lives. He is called the living one in Revelation. He says in Revelation, I was dead, but now I'm alive. And we will also be raised from the dead and live with him. He told the murderer and the thief on the right, and I don't think it's coincidence that that one was on his right. The right, the people on his right are saved. It's clear in scripture, the people on the left are not. He puts, he puts the people on the left that are unsaved on, on the left of him, and those are the ones that are going into eternal damnation and the ones on the right are saved so it's not a coincidence that that robber and murder that was on Jesus's right was saved that was another miraculous act he said today you will be with me in paradise and during his arrest as he was being arrested when Peter whacks off the servant's ear of the high official that was another miraculous act and he just miraculously puts just miraculously puts this slave's ear back in place and heals him miraculously. He's, he's doing all of this. And he's just showing the power, the power, the power of God. We don't serve just a mere man. Jesus Christ he was born in the flesh as a man, but he never lost his, he's, he's God. He is God. He is the son of the father because he was born. He was, he was conceived in the womb and born of the Virgin Mary. He was born. And that's the importance of, 
of not ever taking for granted what the Son did that proceeds from the Father. He is the Creator. It is clear in John's Gospel that Jesus, not only in John's Gospel, but Jesus Christ, before being incarnated, He created the heavens and the earth. He walked in the Garden of Eden. He, he walked and talked with Abraham and Moses and many more when he appeared to many before being, before coming down to be born. But that was always a plan. That was always God's plan that Jesus would come down to be born and be the last sacrifice, our sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb of God. So they eat the Passover and now the next, and then he's buried on the day of preparation before the Sabbath. Jesus is buried. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb and went away. And Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the grave. Pause. So this Joseph, he was a rich man. He was, I believe in other scripture, he was a high official. And he is the one that, one of the few of those people that followed Jesus and was a disciple of Jesus. And so Pilate gives a body to Joseph, and Joseph, who, who had uh, this tomb for himself, he gives it to Jesus, and he lays Jesus in there and wraps him in a clean linen cloth, and he lays him in the new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock, and then he rolls the stone against the entrance of the tomb. And the Marys are watching from across the way, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. And so, verse 62, now, on the next day, the day after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I am to rise again. Therefore, give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, He has risen from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard. You have a guard. Go. Make it as secure as you know how. 
and they went and made the grave secure. And along with the guard, they set a seal on the stone. Pause. So Jesus is buried on the next, and on the next day, the day after the preparation. So it's important to know that the Jesus is the preparation. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's the last sacrifice. Now I had written here that I wanted to go to Mark. So let's go to Mark, just really quick, and we're going to go to Mark fifteen forty-two. Let's see what that says. says this sorry I'm in the wrong chapter if you follow me I, these messages are sometimes not very um, I don't rehearse a whole lot <laughs> so they're 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 basically live but just recorded when evening had already come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, then it goes on to say Joseph of Arimathea comes to collect, to ask Pilate for the body. So these passages all say that when the evening had already come, because it was the preparation day. So Jesus dies on the day of preparation, the preparation day. He is being sacrificed on the cross before the Sabbath. So let's go to Luke 23:54. And these just might be being read a little bit differently uh, every account. So this is why I like to draw from each each one. And again, I didn't put any markers in. So we go to 2354, says this. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. Now the women had who had come with him out of Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then... They returned and prepared spices and perfumes, and on the Sabbath day they rested according to the commandment. So they couldn't do anything on the Sabbath, which would have been the Saturday. And last we'll go to John 19, we'll begin in 14. I'm in the book of John and it's so good. So we'll go to 14. Uh, let's see what it says in verse, not, sorry, 1914. Stay with me. <laughs> now it was the day of preparation for the Passover. It was about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold your king. So Jesus is the preparation for the Passover. Anyone that believes in Jesus, and in that he is the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. If you've got his blood at the four corners of your heart and on your doorposts of your heart and on the doorposts of your house, evil will pass right on by. 
you will live with him for all eternity. You are sealed and you are protected because he is the Passover lamb. Now we'll go back to finish reading. Uh, Jesus is risen in chapter 28. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave, and behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. Just as he said. Pause. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report it to the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take word to my brethren to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You are to say, His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews. And it is to this day. Lies, lies, lies. These soldiers witnessed the angel of God speaking to the Marys and they became so frightened that they lay like dead men. They were witnesses of the Almighty that had sent his angel and this angel of course the appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. And then they go and report to the elders and the Jews and the high officials, all of that group. And they come up with a scheme, a plot, a deception that is is still holding to this day. The, The soldiers were paid off. They were given a lot of money. And interestingly enough, the, these, these same people, they asked for the tomb to be guarded because, as they put it, this deceiver 
he did he did all this stuff, but is now and then. But he also said he was going to be raised from the dead. They knew in their hearts that he would raise from the dead, and so they they wanted to be first. They wanted to be their own god. They didn't want anybody to take their position. The pride of the devil. And Jesus did call this group, these people that were against him then. And, and really, if, if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus, they are an antichrist. But he goes a little further to tell them that they are the children of their father, the devil. They were listening to the wrong person. And there, there are many that are still listening to this lie because it says in that verse 15, and they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews and it is, it is to this day. They will not accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Many, not just that nationality, but many will not accept him in this entire world. It's not just a specific nationality. It's not just a specific race. It's anybody that does not believe in Jesus Christ is not saved. They're still believing this story. Some believe that Jesus was just a prophet and that he was not the Son of God. Those are the lies. And those of us that know, that have ears that hear and eyes that see, we know what happened. Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day, and he is alive. The King is alive. So there are many proofs of his resurrection. He does go ahead of them to Galilee. And he, he appears in the room to the 11, well, to 10, because Thomas, he is yet, yet to come in, and he said he wouldn't believe until he saw the nail scars and the, the, the wound in his, in his side before he would believe that Jesus had resurrected. And so then Jesus goes into that conversation with Thomas where he says, you believe because you see Thomas. You had to see me, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's you and me. Blessed are we who have not seen and yet believe. We don't have to see the nail scars. We know he's alive. We know because he said it. He sits at the right hand of the Father, and he is coming back one day. And he sent his spirit to indwell us, to lead us into all truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We do not serve somebody that's died like other people. They believe in Muhammad or whatever their, their names are. 
They're all in tombs dead. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. He resurrected. I'm going to go ahead and go into Acts chapter 2, verse 32. Let's see what it says there. Let's see, okay, Acts 2, 32 and 33. 32 says this, This Jesus, God, raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. This Jesus, this Jesus, God, raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. The, these apostles, the disciples, they witnessed his resurrection. They had walked with him. They, had, they were his students. They learned from him. At, from what I can tell, John was witnessing, along with Mary, the Marys, the crucifixion. They witnessed him die. They, they, they were they had to take him off the cross and this Joseph wraps him in linen, takes him to the the tomb. He he gets him ready and he and he puts the stone there. They they witnessed all of that. Then the Marys witness the angel and he says, He's not here, this Jesus you're looking for. He is risen. Go and tell your people. And that is what we need to do. We need to go and tell the people our king is alive. We serve a living king. Uh, Acts 4.33 says this. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And abundant grace was upon them all. Pause. And with great power, great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection. That is how we need to look at it. That is how we need to preach and teach. And with great power, we need to go tell it on the mountains and tell everyone that Jesus Christ is alive. He is our God. And he is coming back one day and we all need to be prepared for his return i'm glad i i wrote these scriptures down let's go to first corinthians 15 see what it says there i had just realized that i did not have my uh phone microphone <laughs> in place so you might be hearing different sound volumes and i do apologize you know, if I could get it right one day, that would be great. I need a whole new station, <laughs> better microphone. Uh, but anyway, so let's read verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. 
And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith also in vain. Pause. That's all I'm going to read there. There are many that do not believe in the resurrection. Well, that many believe that people are, they die and they're laid in the, in the, in the ground and they that believe they believe that when the Lord returns then everybody gets to come up and be with Jesus but there's much scripture what did Jesus tell the guy on his right side did he say well you're gonna go ahead and be buried and then when I return to 3,000 years later you can come up and be with me no he said today you will be with me in paradise and that person on his right and that person on his left, they died. And the person on his right was told, today you're going to be with me in paradise. Also, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Moses and Elijah come down from heaven to, to be there with Jesus, to speak with Jesus, you remember that? Wouldn't Elijah, well, Moses, because Moses was buried and only God knows where he buried him. Wouldn't he still be buried? He wouldn't have been there with Jesus on that mountain that day. And Elijah, he didn't die. He went up to heaven in a whirlwind. God takes him alive, as he also did Enoch from the book of Genesis. So he gives an example of someone who actually died, Moses, and was buried on the mountain by God in private. And then he, the other person that shows up on the Mount of Transfiguration is Elijah, someone who had not died, and he was just taken into heaven alive. Those two are there with Jesus. And the apostles, Peter, John, and James, see this. And Peter says, Lord, shall I make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah? These accounts happen so we know. When, when my sister passed or, or any of my relatives that have gone, I know if they're, if they're saved, I'm I, I overjoyed that I know that they've made it into heaven. And they're not in the ground. Their, their bodies are. And I believe that when Jesus returns, the, the bodies will then join the Spirit who has gone ahead into heaven. And we're, we're all given a new body. And, and that's a story for a different day. But make no mistake that when somebody dies, they go to heaven if they know the Son, Jesus Christ. Because otherwise it says, if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. And your faith is also in vain. So we preach the resurrection. There lies everything that we believe. We have to believe he resurrected on the third day. If we don't believe that, we're not believing in the right gospel. Let's go to, so we 
We only went to 14 in 1 Corinthians. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 1 9 really quick. It says this. Indeed, we had the sentence of death without ourselves, within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Pause. I'm going to go ahead and read 10. Who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope and he will yet deliver us. Pause. But in God who raises the dead. And he did that great act of and power of God by raising Lazarus before he himself goes to the cross and dies the, in the crucifixion. And then he resurrects on the third day. Believe in him in his resurrection. Go to 414. It says this. This is the last one I'll grab. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. Pause. Knowing. You have to know and believe that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. Pause. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? He resurrected on the third day. Today, we don't know the exact dates, but we know that Jesus and his apostles, Jesus had the apostles prepare the Passover on Thursday. And in that evening, he went and prayed with Peter, John, and James. Remember, he leaves them and he tells them to keep watch. And then he's arrested. And then on the Friday in the early morning, he's arrested and he goes through all that and he's crucified. And I think it says on the sixth hour he finally dies or something like that. I'll have to go back and look. But he says it is finished. What does he mean when he says that? He... He came to save us because he knew we would never be able to get it right. But if we believed on him and in the blood sacrifice, the last sacrifice of the Lamb of God, that we would be forgiven for the forgiveness of sins once for all. When he gave up his spirit, before he gave up his spirit, he said, it is finished. I have come and done what I had said I was going to do. I am the last sacrifice for my people. The new covenant of whoever believeth in him will have everlasting life. Whoever believeth in him, the Son, of God, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. 
He's the last sacrifice. There's no more. I hope I've made sense to everyone out there that's listening. Such an important message. I never want to mess up because I'm speaking on, on God's behalf and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with my listeners. The significance of Resurrection Sunday is that he died for you and for me. He was raised from the dead for you and for me. And he lives today in heaven for you and for me. So we could be with him for eternity. So if you're a sinner and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are forgiven. Don't get down on yourself for not ever getting it right. Heck, we'd be depressed every day because we're never going to get it right. But that's why he came and was the last sacrifice. <clears throat> so we could have the forgiveness of sins, but we must also repent. Just to go into my thoughts a little bit, I don't know how the world went off the rails. <laughs> and now we have an Easter bunny Easter egg hunts, Easter baskets. It's become about eggs for some reason. And even bunnies who have chicken eggs. I don't know. I'm guilty. When my kids were little, we did the Easter egg coloring of the eggs, the the Easter egg hunts, all of that. And if you're you're out there and you know you have an Easter basket for your child and you've got chocolates and a beautiful basket, I'm not gonna say it's not okay, but you have to remember the it, it don't call it Easter. Resurrection Sunday. Celebrate that he resurrected from the dead because that is what this day is for. It's not about Easter egg hunts and Easter baskets and all of that. The world is always going to try to get us off message. Just as he, the world has tried to get us off message with Santa Claus and that myth. Now we're to believe in the Easter Bunny and that myth. When he came down to be born, when he left his, the heavenly realm to come down to be born of the Virgin Mary and recognize the importance of this weekend today that he resurrected from the dead. I hope everybody has a blessed Resurrection Sunday, celebrating with your loved ones. And again, if you have an Easter basket for your child, that's okay. Just come into his presence today, into the presence of the living God, and give him thanks for all that he did. 
that he paid the price. He paid the price for our sins. He took all of our sins onto the cross. The past, the present, and the future so that we could have life, eternal life with him so that we could be washed clean through his sacrificial blood, through the cleansing of his blood. I hope that you start your journey with God and your belief in him in all that he did today. Choose today who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So I had just realized that I forgot to read Matthew, uh, the Great Commission, in chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. So I do want to read that because it's, it's, it's very important. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. Pause, and this is after Jesus is resurrected and he had told them that he was going to meet them in Galilee. So the apostles are where they were, where they're supposed to be, the designated place. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Pause. Such beautiful words from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So go and share the gospel. That's the Great Commission. Every single day, do what you can to preach Jesus, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't leave anything out. And make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded of you. I wanted to also just say real quick, make sure that those around you, especially the children, know the meaning of Resurrection Sunday. Give them the truth of the gospel. They can, you can still give them an Easter basket, but let them know the true meaning of the day. All right then. <laughs> I give all the glory to God. I apologize for any fumbling of my words or any noise that might have or volume changes in this podcast. I hope that you have learned something from me today. I give all the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.